Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Brooklinen. Let's hear it for the dads. That's that's how I'm going to sing it. Whether they're new dads or granddads or all the father figures and honorary dads in our lives, we know they deserve the best. Give them a gift that they didn't know they needed but would love for years to come with Brooklinen's cozy bedding, towels, and other home essentials. Is it your first time trying Brooklinen? Their best-selling Lux sheets are the perfect place to start, featuring an irresistibly soft feel and buttery smooth finish. Made with the highest quality cotton, these sheets come in classic colors like white and graphite. I have the white ones. And limited edition shades like aqua blue and toffee. Okay. I love mine so much. Y'all, I have multiple sets. I'm just saying, I have multiple sets. If the dads in your life are anything like my father, Mr. F Downs, and as practical as they come, maybe they've been hanging on to some old towels or robes for, you know, decades or sweatshirts. I'm looking at you, Mr. F Downs. Refresh that robe situation with Brooklinen's super plush robe featuring an ultra thick, luxurious feel and convenient pockets. It'll be his Saturday morning go-to. And Brooklinen's towels made with the highest quality, 100% Turkish cotton, are amazing. If they like a little luxury, go for the super plush towels. Y'all, they're unreal. Or keep it simple with the classic option. Brooklinen's signature softness outside doesn't just have to stay home. With their loungewear collection, Dad can wear the coziest tees, tanks, sweatshirts, socks, and other essential basics at home or on the go. And if you need any more shopping inspo, our friends at Brooklyn and created a gift guide for gifts at every price point. They've even got a Father's Day bundle that saves you up to 15%. And y'all, the five-star reviews, over 100,000 of them. Yes, you heard that right. 100,000 five-star reviews. I bet your dads will be one of them. So give them the comfort refresh they deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun for $20 off. Brooklinen, the curators of comfort. Okay, speaking of comfort, let me tell you who brings comfort to my soul today on the show. 
We get to talk with my friend and one of my favorite pastors, Scott Sauls. Y'all know him. He has been on the show a million times before, episode 22, episode 119, episode 271, and I'm so glad he's back with us today. We have linked to all those shows in the show notes below or at AnnieFDowns.com slash podcast if you want to go back and listen to those. Scott is the senior pastor of Christ Presbyterian Church here in Nashville, Tennessee, and the author of Jesus Outside the Lines, Befriend, From Weakness to Strength. Strength, irresistible faith, and a gentle answer. His newest book, Beautiful People Don't Just Happen, How God Redeems Regret, Hurt, and Fear in the Making of Better Humans is another wise, timely gift that he has given us. I loved this book. I loved it so much. It's one that's challenging me, and I love learning from him and hearing from him, and this conversation does that as well. So, Friends, get ready. Yeah, I'm going to say it. This is a note taker. This is a note taken episode. Here's my conversation with one of our favorite pastors on the pod, Scott Sauls. Pastor Scott Sauls, welcome back. You're a four Pete around here. Oh, is that right? Fourth this is number times four. the charm. Yeah. Oh, episode awesome. 22. You were very trusting to come so early. Episode 119 in January of 2019, and episode 271 in January of 21. So Amazing. about every two years, I'd like to have you back. So <laughs> oh, you're so kind to having me. Are you here. kidding? So you, I mean, we quoted you already this month where I've said so many times that the quote you gave me, maybe even the first episode based on the month when it came out, when I said, what happens when you stay at a church? And you said, that's when you grow up. Yes. You still think that's true? I do. I do. There's just something about sticking it out mm-hmm. and enduring. You know, the Bible talks a lot about endurance and, and one of the the primary avenues of endurance is relational. Yeah. That's why husbands and wives make a covenant until yes. death do them part. Yes. There's something built into that covenant that, that just, you know, says, you know, thick and thin, Yeah. good and the bad and the ugly. We are committed. And I do think that the very best, most life-giving experiences of community, especially, I guess we were talking about local church, when your church was going through a kind of a rough patch um, during that season, we were talking a little bit about that, but, but the the strongest, the the strongest, most resilient people are are the ones who endure and don't hit eject on, on relationships as soon as they get challenging and hard. In fact, that's how relationships get deeper. Yes. Um, I said recently on the show that I've just decided that I need to treat my church like it's the only one in town. Mm-hmm. Like it's the 1850s and I'm in a Wild West city yeah. and there's one church at the end of the street. Which in Nashville, that puts you in the minority. Well, uh, right. I mean, there, yeah. there's so many incredible churches that mm-hmm. people I love lead, like mm-hmm. your church, mm-hmm. or people that I love go to. Mm-hmm. And so when one person sits in my seat, and I can't be in the seat I want to be in, the eject button is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am one of the teachers, and the eject button yeah. is interesting to me. Yeah. And so yeah. it is, um, I think there's something to the staying. Someone asked me recently, how do you know when you should leave your church? Yeah. You want me to answer that? Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, I it's a really delicate conversation because you don't want to you don't want to shame people for for moving on and right. sometimes people are legitimately called out of something or called towards something or both and but but in terms of the whole church hopping thing. Church hopping meaning, you know, changing churches every 1 2 3 years cuz you get bored cuz, you know, 
someone sat in your seat. Yeah, the church down the road (laughs) just got a new pastor who's really, you know, cool and there's buzz and all of that. You know, every churches take turns being the it church in town. And and so there's all this kind of in a town like this one, which is it's kind of this weird sociological thing. I'd love to hear an expert weigh in on it, but which I am not. But I I think, you know, number one, Annie, if there is a if there is unaccountable lack of integrity in Mm. leadership um, at, at some point, you know, after maybe trying to influence as a member uh, and getting nowhere for a while. And, and it's it's a confirmed lack of integrity, right? Because yeah. sometimes if you're the church member who's upset with leadership, you actually might be the problem, right? <laughs> right. Like you it's not know. a guarantee <laughs> yeah. that just because you're upset with leadership, people got upset with Jesus, all of Israel got upset with Moses, but yeah. they, they were just upset about their situation out here in the desert, and they they put all the blame on Moses and Aaron, yeah. who are trying to do a good job. And so, you know, examine your own heart. Like, yeah, what are your motives, really? And are you looking for a scapegoat just because mm. you want to go somewhere else? But, you know, being honest with ourselves. But if there's a lack of integrity that's unaccountable, yeah. you know, and you know, Mike Cosper's done a, a big podcast on those sorts of dynamics recently, sometimes it's time to move on. Yeah. But then the other is, you know, let's say either... Your core theological beliefs change, or the theological yeah. beliefs and the leadership change, and 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 it's in the category for you of things that really matter. Yeah. You know, people distinguish between essentials and non-essentials, and so if it's in the realm of essentials, yes. where 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 it's really hard for me to follow Christ under this, you know, shift in teaching yeah. or this shift in my own understanding. That becomes a time of discernment. But I, I would just say point. anytime you do leave, don't do it quietly, but don't do it loudly either, uh, meaning have a conversation yes. with the existing leadership, because even if you leave, you might you might be able to leave them with something to consider, you know, either as a testimony against bad mm-hmm. integrity or mm-hmm. as an opportunity for the leadership to consi- reconsider yeah. some things. But, you know, always want to be an advocate of, of having transparent conversations yeah. before... Just and ghosting. involving the leadership in your decision. Yeah. Um, don't just come in and say, oh, I've decided or we've decided, and here's our list of grievances on our way out. Yeah. Try to work through the list of grievances yeah. first, because yeah. um, that might become a really great relational opportunity yeah. and an opportunity for the church to get healthier. That's what I did poorly when I left one church to go to another once in my life, is I just kind of went like, I've made this decision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them, mm-hmm. but I it was not a conversation. It was a list. And it wasn't even necessarily a grievances list. It was more a, I didn't want to sneak out. Mm -hmm. So I want to say to you what I'm doing, but I didn't leave a lot of space for conversation. And and were I to ever have to do that again, I Mm -hmm. would learn what you just taught for me. I love my church. I'm so thankful that I get, I mean, we just talked about Pastor Kevin before we started. He's just Mm -hmm. one of the best things that's that's ever happened to our city, to our church, and to my life as my pastor. Mm -hmm. And every church has hard times and great times. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that you taught me to stay a long time ago. Well, so it is the Lord. Me. The Lord taught you to stay. We just had a well. conversation. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, Scott. So your new book comes out tomorrow. It's called Beautiful People Don't Just Happen. Mm-hmm. And so even in this conversation, I'm thinking about there is something about being committed. And you write about this, about being committed to God, to others, and to yourself. Mm-hmm in order to become who you want to become. Mm -hmm. 
Have you become who you want to become? No, I'm yeah, not even close. Me neither. Yeah, You're, it's, it's a lifetime. I'm I'm better than I was a year ago, and a year ago I was better than I was ten years ago. But yeah. but you know, one of the so so I come from the world of Tim Keller, right? Yes. So he's like the my mentor and and friend, and I learned so much from him. But one of the things that he that he said uh, once in a sermon, he's like, you know. When I was uh, 30 years old, I thought my 20-year-old self was an idiot. When I was 40, I thought my 30-year-old self was an <laughs> yeah. idiot. And now I'm, you know, I don't know, he was 50 or something. He says, yeah. now I'm 50, uh, and I think my 40-year-old self is an idiot. And when I'm 60, I'm going to think my present self is yeah, an idiot, yeah. which means I am an idiot. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, that's that's my story, too. I'm always, I'm always incomplete, but hopefully progressing. Yeah. I even, uh, when I read that in your, where you talk about like, Hey, I've been reading the Bible daily for 30 years. I've been teaching publicly for 25 years Mm -hmm. and I'm still not there. No. I I just think that helps me a lot because sometimes I look at other people, especially leaders. And I think, what am I going to have to do (laughs) to Mm -hmm. not be embarrassed when I sin Mm -hmm. and to not feel like I'm catching up on my Bible reading? And Mm -hmm. so how do we balance that? How do we hold that tension of like, well, we're trying to be disciplined and trying to connect with God, but we're just never, ever hitting the mark exactly. Yeah. Um, grace is there not just at the very beginning of your relationship with God, mm. where you enter into it on the terms that God has established. My son came and lived a perfect life in your place, and he died, uh, you know, the death that, that, you know, that all sin deserves. He, he took it. Uh, and if you receive it with empty hands, yeah. uh, with nothing but your need to offer back to him, then you're in, yeah. uh, you know, welcome into the family of God, welcome into, you know, being adopted and loved and cherished forever. Right. But so often, you know, we, 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 you know, if we look at that as a courtroom experience, right. And, and, and let's say the cross of Jesus Christ is, is the door to mm. that courtroom. Right. And so you walk in and then the, you know, the judge points to the cross and says that, that, that's your freedom. But I think a lot of us, we never leave the courtroom to live on the other side of the cross, which is resurrection oh. and freedom and newness of life and growth. You know, mm-hmm. the old person is gone, the new has come. Um, and so, you know, I think that's the trick of, of figuring out what does it mean to get out of the courtroom? Because I'm, I'm not I'm not being judged. I'm yeah. not being assessed. There's no jury. There's no judge anymore. Yes. God is only father to us yes. af- after we come into the family through yes. Christ. And so with God only being father and not judge, yeah. um, that's good. you know, we, it, it, we, it, it gives us a reason to, to change that is not a pressured reason, but, but it's more of a, an invitation to live in greater freedom. But, you know, that whole booger, that, that booger that the Bible calls the flesh, um, yeah. you know, sticks with us and, you know, with it, all kinds of insecurity and hesitancy, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the in the book, the first two words of the book are you suck. Uh, yeah. And those are words that I spoke to myself yeah. recently about something I said to somebody 37 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, like like the shame the guilt, the regret, like it sticks with us. You know, we leak grace, but we hold on to guilt and shame like a sponge holds under water. And and the whole, I think, journey of following Christ is is to figure out how to 
act like a sponge with grace and yeah. squeeze out the guilt and shame. And, and I, I don't know if we ever completely arrive, but, but guilt and shame are terrible motivators. And I think they're the, the main culprits that hold us back from actually growing and flourishing into the people God's make it, made us to be. Yeah. And the, the problem for me <laughs> amongst many, I mean, one of my problems is like, even this morning I was listening to a Lectio 365 and they read Hebrews 4 where it says you can approach, I think mm-hmm. it's Hebrews 4, I'm going to be mm-hmm. sorry if I'm wrong, but, and there's grace and mercy mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I, even as you're talking, I didn't have this language at the time, but what I knew this morning was, I always treat God like a judge. Mm-hmm. Until, like, if I sin, then it is mine to walk back into the courtroom and make it right, and mm-hmm. then, we'll, then we can move forward. So mm-hmm. where's the difference between God isn't our judge anymore and confessing and repenting. Yeah. Well, confessing and repenting is, is a lifestyle. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a way of life for a Christian. But I, th- I think, I think our, our posture toward it can be one of, you know, this, this complex combination of regret and joy, right? Wow. Um, think about, you know, when we break God's law, the bigger thing is that we're, we're breaking God's heart and we're, we're, we're breaking fellowship momentarily with him. We're not breaking the relationship. The relationship can't be broken. Our status with him can't be broken. Mm. But we're, we're breaking the, the fellowship, the intimacy, the nearness. And, and, and that's where the grief comes from. Whereas before Christ, the grief came from guilt and shame. Like yeah. guilt is what I've done and shame is who I am because of, yeah. of what I've done. And the cross has eliminated and obliterated all of yeah. that and absorbed all of that completely. And so, so the, the whole new way of relating to God, you know, think about if, if, you know, Annie, you, you know, you did something to hurt your sister mm-hmm. or you did something to hurt a really close friend, right? What's going to draw you to make that right? It, it's, it's restoration yeah. of the goodness of, of your, of your friendship, of yeah. your family relationship. And so it's just a whole different, it's a whole different motivation structure because yeah. God is your father. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this old Mar- Michael Card song where, where it says, you know, to be so completely guilty and given over to despair and then to look into your judge's face and see a savior there. Oh, wow. um, you know, he's, he's mercy now. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, he's no longer the punitive judge. You <laughs> right. know? He can judge our actions, which is what leads us to godly grief and repentance. But he, he doesn't judge us to punish us, yeah. but only to free us. What blew my mind about beautiful people don't just happen is you actually use like in the subtitle, regret, hurt, fear. You really kind of use these, what I, as your Enneagram 7 friend would call mm-hmm. negative emotions. <laughs> I mm-hmm. understand they're not necessarily negative, but regret, hurt, fear, shame, mm-hmm. disappointment, like what you're contending is yeah. that all of those actually make us who we want to be. Yeah, they're so valuable. So our friend Chip Dodd, you know, talks about eight core emotions, and only one of them would be classified as positive yes, or happy. Only gladness. Glad- gladness. Yes, like that's, that's the it. that's the seven mm-hmm. emotion. And then me as I an Enne- on it. me as an Enneagram four, I get I get seven, and you yeah. get one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those are what guilt, shame, sadness, hurt, fear, anger, loneliness, but like. If we think about how God has taught us to pray, at least how to pray in a fallen world. Yes. We've got the Psalms. There's 150 yeah. of them. 
they're full of all of, of, of really just robust expression of all of these emotions. And I don't know, I, I used to be a guy, maybe it's because I'm American. Maybe it's because, you know, I grew up kind of as a, a jock and, mm-hmm. and to show negative emotion, you, you know, is a sign of weakness. Whereas I think the more I've grown up, gotten older, learned what it means to live as fully human under God, I think I think the more courageous, healthy people are the ones who express not not mm-hmm. in order to bleed on other people, yeah. not to create melodrama and you know every group situation you 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 go into ends up being a group therapy session for you. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like like there's a sense of oversharing that is you know inappropriate and unhealthy and probably yeah. belongs in a counselor's office or yeah. with a pastor or something. Yeah, if any of your friends say to you, you should talk to a counselor. Yeah, you should. Believe them. It's yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's time because I've reached my limits. That's, like, this what, is that's above what happened my, for me. It's above my pay grade. Yep. yep. Uh, this is this is not what I any of us wants to define our friendship, right? Yes. Like our friendship yes, needs to be good. more than just this. But but of course, good friends do show up for each other yes. and and can offer what they can. But I don't know. I I think Annie, the older the older I get, I'm you know, I'm in my fifties now and I'm kind of in that reflective season of life, the more I feel like there's 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 actually great value to you know, to, to really, you know, finding those right appropriate contexts to express the distress emotions, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's an Enneagram four's playground, you yeah, know. All these sure. seven, right? Like, yeah. I'll, like I'm the like the ER personality, right? So I've got a little bit of a three to make me positive, but yeah. but but I'm 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 a, I'm a four, like the tortured artist personality, yeah. like a Russell Moore and Andrew Peterson, I think Ian yes. Cron, I think all those guys. So yes. I'm, that's good company. But the way I look at it is like like there's if you think about how humans and trees interact, right? Humans exhale carbon dioxide because yes. it can't hold it in but but the trees inhale it because yes. that's like carbon dioxide is oxygen to the trees it's like oxygen to us and they exhale oxygen and we breathe in yes. and there's like this relationship and I, I i think there's a similar dance between maybe your personality and mine annie where where you breathe you know a certain air of of positivity mm-hmm. and life and and i breathe you know, and optimism, and I, I breathe the air of realism, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm so with you, and so want to go there with you, and, and yet the world's really hard yes. as well, and, yes. and so how do those two things dance together? And, and so, you know, what I breathe out, you know, like we, we have this interchange in the same way that humans and trees do, right? Yeah. Where your personality is of great benefit. To me, and I need to be around it to remind me that there's no reason for despair because yeah. God is good all the time. And maybe a seven would would benefit from a four of knowing, hey, we're, we're not home yet. Yes. Um, you know, we're on our way, yes. but we're not there yet, and we really do need to enter in and and grieve this hard stuff, and yes. you know, show up for the poor, show up for the weak, show up for distressed friends, and yeah. and and so. I don't know. God's made us complicated and he's made us different. And I think it's a really wonderful thing. But 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 emotions are just as much a part of us as our ears and our fingers. Yeah. And they're not there to be shoved down. They're, yes. they're there to be expressed, hopefully, in a healthy way. Yes. I mean, I haven't thought about how similar that is between humans and trees as in we are for each other, or even <laughs> what I would label as my good emotions, bad emotions, my positive ones and negative ones. Mm-hmm. They they need each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is real, and that is how we become who we want to become. 
I think so. We become who we want to. We become who we want to become, and who we're meant to become in community. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Even in paradise, it's not good to be alone, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, before things became a train wreck, yes. God, God said that of Adam, like, yes. you, and that doesn't mean you got to be married, but it, but it means you got to be surrounded by people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're meant to live in community. Yeah. You know, Jesus, you know, and Paul, both both unmarried men, but but had packs of people that they traveled with all the time, men and women. And, 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 you know, and married people like me, you know, Patty and I will tell you, like, we need more than each other. Like, like, we are not enough to carry this thing, right? Like, we need... We need community as yeah. well. Um, and y'all are both awesome to be around. So it's not even that there's one that's lacking. No. Y'all are both very fun no. to be around. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Liquid IV. Y'all know how fiercely I protect my morning routine and my weekly Sabbath. I just think we make time and space for the things we need to keep us healthy and grounded, right? Rest, fuel, reading, prayer, fun. And in addition to all of that, though, we can't forget to make hydration a priority. One stick of Liquid IV in my water bottle hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. So I'm a morning time Liquid IV gal. I just add it in my water bottle because it helps me feel my best so I can tackle the day ahead with energy and focus. And y'all, watch out when I get one of their energy multipliers in me. It makes me feel unstoppable. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, and three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, and it's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, which I love. But in addition to tasting awesome and supporting my hydration goals, Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. They donated over 19 million servings globally. Isn't that awesome? So grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code THATSOUNDSFUN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code THATSOUNDSFUN at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com promo code that sounds fun and one more amazing partner to tell you about stamps.com y'all know i love it when i get to talk with my friends like tim Schur or Jeannie stevens about leadership and entrepreneurship that is a topic y'all want more of from us well i want to learn everything i can about leading our companies the best that we can and when you're running a small business every second counts you can't afford to waste a single moment so for my fellow business owners out there why are you still taking time out of your day to go to the post office when you could be using stamps.com instead stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. It's just so simple. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer, and they provide discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. Streamline your shipping process with Stamps.com's easy-to-use software. All you need is your regular computer and printer, and with the equipment you already own and use every day, you're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Plus, Stamps.com seamlessly works with Shopify, another one of our partners. I love it when my friends are friends with my friends. But they also integrate with Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. So whether you're an office sending invoices or an Etsy shop sending your products, I'm interested, or a warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com is your mailing and shipping solution. Stop wasting time and start saving money when you use Stamps.com to mail and ship. Sign up 
up with the promo code that sounds fun for a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com and click the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code that sounds fun. And remember, we include the links to all of our sponsors in the show notes below, but we'll also email them all to you on Friday with a bunch of other fun stuff, including the transcripts to the podcast if you go ahead and sign up for the AFD Week in Review. The link is in the show notes below. And now back to our conversation with Scott. Okay, you talked about this in the book and you just mentioned it too about this aging thing and like kind of looking at the world mm-hmm. through these new lenses mm-hmm. of mortality a little bit. Is mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact words you used, but you said something along the lines of like, you just have a different view than you used to have. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I'm yeah. a, I'm a decade younger than you, and mm-hmm. I'm having very interesting, like, oh, what does it look like to not be... Now, so many of our friends who are listening are in their 20s, and yeah. some of them are in their 30s. But for a couple of minutes, for those of us that are over that, mm-hmm. how do we do this well? Have you figured that out yet? Like, how do we step into this third quarter of our life, yeah. fourth quarter of our life mm-hmm. in a way that that is healthy. Yeah. I think, Annie, we step into the third and fourth quarter in the same way that we're supposed to step into the first and second ones. Mm. You know, the writer of Ecclesiastes... Oh, I love how is, you talk about the book of Ecclesiastes. Oh gosh, You're yeah. like, it's the party pooper of the Bible. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, <laughs> it will be the party pooper. But, but again... And what is what is Scott Saul's Enneagram Four's favorite book of the Bible? Right, right. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> but you've got this guy. You've got this guy who he's older in life. Yeah. He's incredibly wealthy. Yeah. You know, he's got all the power. He's a king. He doesn't just have a pool. He's got several pools. He doesn't just have a garden. He's got several gardens. He's got everything. He doesn't just have a wife. I know. I, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. A I know. Thousand. I know, I know. <laughs> He's got a, too many wives. One is all you right, need. Right. right. So, but he's he's got it all, and he's like, and he's got worship too. Like yeah. he's in he's in contact with yes. the living God, right? Yes. Like a lot of people think that the writer is Solomon, you know, son of David. But but whoever it is, he's like, you know, all this it's vapor. It's like trying to hold on to smoke. Yeah. Uh, it's just gonna leak out of your fingers, and it's gonna go poof and vanish. Yeah. But one of the things that he says in there, you know, since you mentioned your your younger listeners, yeah, remember your creator in the days that you are young. Mm. The earlier you start, it's just like investing money. Yes. The earlier you start, the more you're going to flourish in your older years. That's right. And and your emotional health, your like spiritual health, your physical health, hundred yep. percent. And so 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 my mentor that I mentioned a minute ago, Tim Keller, is yeah. has got an incurable cancer right now, yeah. and. Probably some of your listeners, if, if they've heard of him, they know this. And every interaction I've had with him, Zoom, phone calls, whatever, sometimes he can have chemo dripping, in, you know, a chemo drip in his arm. Wow. And and there's this, like, lightness of being that he has. Like, he, you know, he looks at it, and I'm like, oh, no, poor guy. And he's like, yeah. can you believe this little thing costs $9,000? Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> and... And you know, and he's 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 fully engaged. You know, he's he's still writing like crazy. Is he really? Um, yeah, he's he's doing all the things. But but he one of the things that he says every time every time somebody asks him the how you doing question, he's like, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Mm. And he says, I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. 
you know, because it, it, it's all, all the truth that, that he's been absorbing for all his life is coming home to him. Yeah. Uh, when, when he needs it wow. the most. He's like, my goals right now are to work on my marriage. He's in his mid-70s. He still wants to improve his marriage. He wants to, you know, stay focused. He wants to know the Lord more deeply so he can be ready, you know, yeah. for his time when it comes. And then he says, this will speak to you, Annie, as a writer. He says, I want to keep writing. I love the way he phrased it. He says, to, to leave messages in, in a bottle for the future church. Wow. And he says, I want to be an encourager. And, and so there's this, like, he's saying these kinds of things that you would expect somebody in the prime of their life, at the peak of their health, yeah. with the world as their oyster. But, but he's saying them as a dying man. Yeah. And, and here's, here's the punchline you know, to your question. It's a long, circuitous route no, to getting to it. the punchline. The punchline is this. This man's been praying through four psalms every single day for over 60 years. <gasps> He's been the same four, or does he go no, one through no. four, he five goes through the, eight? He goes the whole book once a oh, month. Oh, my gosh. Part of his prayers. <gasps> he reads the whole That's Bible impressive. at least once a year, every single year, for over 60 years. Oh my gosh. He's got a deep, very involved life of prayer. Yeah. And he received... His book on prayer called Prayer yeah, is just it's, unbelievable. It's outstanding. <laughs> And he he and he he receives criticism like nobody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like even when it's unfair. Like you know this as a public person, Annie. Like for every fair criticism, like there's like ten that just are off. Yes. They're, they're just not right. Yes. And and he lives in that world. And I worked very closely with him for like five years. Yeah. Never heard him, either directly or behind somebody's back, ever say a negative word about anybody. Yeah. Never dogged his critics. You know, sometimes he would get a little frustrated and irked, but but he would never dog anybody. And his first question would always be, what's the kernel of truth in there hmm. that, that could become an opportunity for me to take it to the Lord, repent, yeah. and experience yeah. new intimacy with Christ? And so that stuff doesn't just happen, right? Like, that's... That's from his teenage years, you know, doing the yeah. Bible thing, the yes. formation, like all these kind of quiet, hidden, non-Instagrammable yes. spiritual practices yes. for decades. Yep. That's how you become that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and through suffering. He's, he's yeah. survived cancer before. This is his second bout. But, you know, we, we, you and I could both list a lot of people that we know who have become remarkable people through through pain points yes. and through hard things. Yes. Um, but 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 a major ingredient in that is doing all the work that you can to stay close to God, yes. um, which means deep relationship with the Bible, deep relationship with a local church, not a lot of local churches. This is where I also want to want to want to encourage folks who you know benefit from a lot of really good teaching on the internet. Do not substitute your pastor. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, your favorite celebrity. Pre- like, don't yep. do that. Yep. As a vitamin supplement, fine. Yes. But but let your main course, even if you, like, you, you kind of half love the music at your church, let that be your yeah. your main, like, like truly, like, yeah. part of growing up, you know, that yep. back to that growing up thing, part of it is being able to enter in to things that bless other people yes, and enrich other good. people. That's really good. Um, and, and, and sort of draft off of somebody else's, you know, enjoyment of a song that you may not love yeah. yourself. And that, that's actually a way to learn to love it, right? Yes. Like, I've, I'm a girl dad, I, I, and I grew up as a jock <laughs> in an all-boys home. I had to learn to love girl things. Yeah. And there are a lot of girl things. Like, I'm, I'm the biggest Gilmore Girls fan there is. <laughs> 
Um, but it was through their enjoyment That's right. that I came to enjoy That's right. things like the Gilmore Girls, yes. right? Silly example, but an important one that that it's not, you know, Rick Warren starts Purpose Driven Life with these words, it's not about you. Yep. And and the less we make it about us, the the, the more joy we end up having. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I, you could go on and on about that. I feel like I've gotten off topic. No. But, but yeah, I you know like like church life, like C.S. Lewis in um, Screwtape Letters talks about how like if if a devil really wants to discourage a Christian, the devil should get the Christian in a church, and <laughs> sit him next to you know somebody you know who sings off key yep. and has squeaky boots or, or whatever. Yep. Yep. And you know soon enough they'll just want to peace out. And and I would say that the. That if everything about your church experience is spectacular, you know, you're missing an op- opportunity to to mature. Yeah. Well, you um, haven't been there long enough. Right. <laughs> like like church, isn't, church isn't supposed to be like Bridgestone Arena or like, right. or like you know, the Ryman, right? right. Like, like there's the performing arts, which mm-hmm. are wonderful and their own type of gift from God. Yeah. And then there's Christian community, mm-hmm. which is about not only bringing our best to God, but bringing our imperfections to God. Yep. And he loves us through both of them. Yep. And we learn to love a community through yeah. the good and the yeah. imperfections. So. I also have seen in myself that when, when I get my feathers ruffled about something, this is a mentor told me to do this. I certainly did not come up with it myself, but a mentor said, that's when you go and volunteer somewhere at your church. Because when you get in, when you put your hands in the dirt, mm-hmm. it's much harder to be upset that there's dirt in the building. That's a great point. <laughs> right? Great so, because you're like, yeah, yeah, I brought it in. Mm-hmm. I brought it in because mm-hmm. I was at Serving Saturday or because I work mm-hmm. with, volunteer with the student ministry yeah. or whatever. You bring up an interesting point because one of our friends, you know, we let our friends submit questions to our guests through the AFD Week in Review email. And one of our friends said, so how do you pastor in a way where we're right now and as another big political season is coming, where... Th- ideologies are so different. It feels like people bring their politics with, I do, I bring everything Mm -hmm. I believe with Mm -hmm. me into the church on a Sunday. But so many people believe that what they believe politically aligns with Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But everyone thinks that. (laughs) Everyone thinks that. That's that's complicated, Scott. Well, uh, you know, I was tracking with you until you said another political season is about to happen and then my stomach turned over. I know. So, I feel yeah. that for every pastor. I, I will say this, the the and the and our friends at Barna will back this up. The last 2 years have been especially excruciating for many pastors. Yeah. Um number 1, you're closing your doors, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're trying to keep community going you're on pivoting your, on constantly your, on computers. Yes. yes. Uh, and so there was that season, and then then people come back, and and you can only see half of their faces, and yep. you can only you can't really have conversation before and after church because you're all trying to, you know, protect yourselves and each other from a pandemic. And then, you know, then everybody starts coming back, and you realize, wait a minute, half the room is strangers that I've never met. Yeah. And and and, and there's so many that. Haven't come back like like that right. I thought would you know right. like where are all those elders right. and, and 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 so it's been really it's been exceptionally hard for pastors in the same way it has for restaurant yes. owners and things yes. like that 
not just pastors. I think arts and entertainment took a real hit for a while, but they're coming back with a force. I'm so jealous of our arts and entertainment. Oh people. man, uh, <laughs> everybody's on the road. Yeah, yeah. Every show is sold yeah. out. Yeah, like I, it's like wild. I, like I, yeah. So I, I won't mention any names, but I, I'll see. You know. One of our one of our mutual friends, yeah. and I'm like, I love you. You're so great, and I hate you because your life is so fun right now. <laughs> and we're, we're all we're all struggling to come back and yeah. and and arena are tours or not filling arenas. That's yeah. right. That's no, right. but that's great. More power to them. I, they they paid a great price during yes. the pandemic yes. as well. But you know, I, Barna says that forty percent of pastors are looking to get out of the ministry right now. <gasps> oh my um, gosh, forty percent. That's a lot of pastors, and and it's a lot. And part of it is just the the charged political environment. Like a huge part of it is the charged yes. political environment. It's like it's like I'm darned if I do, I'm darned if I don't. That's like it, if I, right? If I if I say anything about you know, you know, race, either I'm not saying enough or I've said too much, or if I say you're gonna any- get both those emails. Yeah, or if I right. say anything about you know. You know the the life choice conversation. Yeah. You know, with all the Supreme Court stuff that's yes. happening recently, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get filleted from from both directions. Yes. Right, because because th- this is the pesky thing about Jesus. He never quite lands thoroughly, <laughs> you know, right. with, with the blue state people or the red state people. Right. So there right. there there are things on both sides that I think the truth of scripture and the truth of Christ would say, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's a good thing. Um, but there are also things on both sides that, that he would come in and clean house and want to turn a table over. And even now you're probably, probably some people who are listening are getting defensive about their side. So what I would, which is perfectly fine, right? We're not called to ignore politics. We're called to redeem them. Like, like we're called to redeem everything that God gives us the privilege of being involved with. And so I think the question is what a what a redeemed what does redeemed political engagement look like? And I, I think it, it looks and Annie, I, I could be off, but but I think it looks like people having greater and greater difficulty over time guessing which side what you vote we believe, for. Yes. And and you know it, it, let me explain that just for a second. So so our church is a multi-site church, right? Yes. So we have four we have four congregations in different areas of town. Yeah, we had Micah and Christina on Micah Edmondson. Yeah, and wonderful. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. One of your so, pastors. so Micah and Christina, we planted the Koinonia congregation right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Perfect timing to plant a church, right? But they were already here, and we're like, yeah. you know what? Let's let's go, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and we had a we had a ton of people who yes. went with them, and yeah. and were have been great support yes, from the very beginning. But but you know they're in an eighty two percent African American community, and let's yeah. let's compare them to say our our Cool Springs congregation that Russ Ramsey leads. Yes, which is like Cool Springs, right? Yes. Like it's like <laughs> like Cool Springs Franklin is like as red state as you can get. Yeah, Bordeaux North Nashville is about as blue state as you can get, and so yeah. here you have two congregations. In the same church, yep. two congregations, they're about the same size, and 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 you know, let's just assume that a hundred percent of the people in both congregations believe the Bible cover to cover is yeah. the Word of God, right? And yet, these two congregations are going to cancel out each other's votes. Yeah, and that that means one of two things: e- either either one of these congregations is just missing it 
uh, in terms of the Bible and in terms of what's true and beautiful and of God. Either, either, you know, and one of these congregations is just completely blind and the other is completely enlightened. Yeah. Or, or. both have some blind spots. And both are seeing things, certain things more clearly than the other through the lens of scripture as applied to government and politics. So there's this, there's this woman at uh, Duke University Divinity School named Christina Cleveland. She says the best way to understand and know your own blind spots is to get into community with brothers and sisters in Christ who have opposite political views as you do. Now there, you know, there, there's certain things where I would say, look, like, like it's going to be you're never going to convince me that that you know elective abortion is a good thing. Mm. You're never going to be able to convince yeah. me of that yeah. because of scripture, right? And so you're so, ah Republican. Well, I would also say you're never going to convince me that undocumented immigrants separated, you know, from their children at the border is not something that Christians should care about. Mm, like, right. oh, you're one of those Democrats. Well, no, I'm I'm actually. You have, it's funny, like people say, oh, I know, you know, I, I know what, what, yes. I'm like, you have no idea. Yes. Like, you, you are missing it so, so, so badly you're missing yes. it. Right. But, you know, Ann Voskamp said to me once, she's like, she's like, I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm too conservative for all my liberal friends and I'm too liberal for all my conservative friends. And I'm like, bingo, that's right where you belong. Oh, wow. That's right where you belong. So, so was Jesus. Yeah. So like, if you look at the love chapter and, you know. Paul's talking about if I speak in the tongues of angels, if I give my body to the flames, yeah. like like he's listing all these different like faith commitments. Yeah. And if you parse them out, half of them are progressive virtues and half of them are conservative virtues. Wow. And 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 so and I think the the whole scripture is like that. Like when he starts a letter saying grace to you and peace, that's a, a subversive sociopolitical statement because grace to you is a Greek. Yeah. Uh, Salutation, PC was a Jewish one. Oh wow! And he, he's putting, he's like saying, you know, AOC fans and Donald Trump fans to you from yes. God are fine. Yes, <laughs> like, like yes. it's it was that radical. Wow. Um, this is why we need to study the Bible yes, in the original like, way. Like be this. formed. Yes. Don't that be a matters. disciple of a talk show host. Yes. When I say talk show, I I, I really meant like cable news host. Got not it. Got talk it. Got show. it. Got it. Yes. 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 Because talk show hosts are awesome. Yeah. But but cable news is designed to to rally a single way of thinking uh, in an echo chamber and to condemn those other guys. Yes. Right. And that's what makes money. That's what sells advertising. Like if you've ever seen the social dilemma, that's how the social media companies are exploiting your own tendency toward anxiety and anger and outrage. Like, like the algorithms are meant to fuel anger, to drive advertising. Uh, And, and, and that's, that's why you see such a vast, vastly different message from Fox News yeah. versus CNN. Yep. Don't let yourself be discipled That's good. by those voices. Yes. Do the Tim Keller thing. Yep. Remember your creator from the days that you're young. You know, get as much input as you can from what's true and beautiful directly from God and and people who represent his voice well. Yeah. And then you'll be able to discern. You know, I'm not That's saying right. don't stop wa- I'm not saying stop watching cable news just learn to discern yeah. what you're hearing 
And then there's the whole logs and specs thing where, right. you know, we think the logs in somebody else's eye and you're just like, no, yeah. if everybody could just start from the place of humbling themselves yeah. in any kind of conflict, I don't know if that gets to the pastoring yes. thing. But well, the, yeah. And you talk about that beautifully and beautiful people don't just happen of like, you've got to see if you're seeing something big out there, you've got to look inside here mm-hmm. because they're the only way you become who you want to really be yeah. and who we're meant to be is if you are first humbling yourself. That's right. That's where God tends to make things much more clear. But to your pastor friends who ask that question, uh, you know, my own experience is this. If you want to grow a church really big, really fast, go as partisan as you can. You know, just just preach politics, like whatever Tucker yeah. Carlson is saying, say it in your pulpit. Yeah. Or, or, or whatever Rachel Maddow is saying, say it in your pulpit. And your church will grow so fast. But it will only grow... It won't grow by conversion. It'll it'll grow by just people, you know, wanting something Coming more over. more right. politically aligned right. from somebody else's churches. So it's a great way to hurt other churches and to grow yours. Mm. If that's what your life vision is, uh, yeah, I don't quite understand it, but but okay. <laughs> right. um, but we can tell you how to do it. <laughs> but that's that's how to do it, just yeah. from a pragmatic point of view. And if if you want kind of the slow, healthy growth trajectory, then be a Jesus person, which means you're going to be your own person in these political conversations and realize that the political noise in your congregation is in all likelihood coming from less than 10% of your members. It feels like the whole church, but it's not. It's not. Uh, And and I've got so many friends that that, that would say that, that that, that it's a matter of turning the volume down on the loud majority and turning the volume up on the silent, or, or I'm sorry, the loud minority and turning the volume up on the, the, the more quiet, mm-hmm. faithful, humble yes. majority. Yes. And if, if, if it is hard, if you get accused of being both too liberal and too conservative, it's probably, probably means you're right where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And the people who are calling you too political, if, if that's who you are, yes. are the people who are too political, oh, right? Wow. Because, only a hyperpartisan person is going to be triggered by a balanced preacher, um, right? Yeah. Because they don't want a balanced preacher. Right. They they want they want a doppelganger of their favorite cable news person. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know faithfulness doesn't look like that. You know, yeah. render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, unto God what belongs to God. Yeah. So. Hey friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Chime. So here's a question for you. Is that tiny piece of plastic in your wallet doing enough for you? Because with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start building credit with everyday purchases and on-time payments. See, with Credit Builder, members can increase their credit history with no annual fees or interest. And having a good credit score can mean getting better car loan rates or renting apartments easier. Or anytime you see those commercials for ways to check your credit score, you can rest easy. You'll be like, I am good. Continue your credit journey with Chime. Signing up takes only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. So get started at chime.com slash that sounds fun. That's chime.com slash that sounds fun. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Chime checking account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. And one last amazing partner to tell you about that I was literally on their website today 
Thrive Market. Y'all know I love Thrive Market. You've heard me talk about it before. It's the online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. With Thrive Market, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials to sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market will match it. Our friends at Thrive Market have high standards just like we do, so they carefully vet each and every item they sell. That just means that you can trust that if it's available through Thrive, it is high quality quality. One of my favorite things about Thrive is that they make it super easy to filter the market by values or lifestyle. So when I need to replace the cleaning supplies at my condo or make sure my purchases aren't like terrible for the planet, Thrive's made that super simple. They've got 90 different lifestyles to choose from, so you can filter over 5,000 food, home, and beauty products according to what matters to you most and what helps you with the lifestyle that works best for you. So whether you want to eat paleo or shop from zero-waste brands or you're doing keto, Thrive Market has you covered. Get me that Thieves household cleaner. Y'all know it. Y'all know that Thieves smell. It smells amazing. Thrive brings it to my door so I don't have to deal with decision fatigue at the endless options on the shelves at the store, and I know my house is clean with no chemically toxic extras to worry about. When you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million plus members and sponsoring a family in need. And with their fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you are also bettering our planet. Thank you very much. I know how generous and caring y'all are, so I know that matters to you like it does to me. So join Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries, you guys. Eight zero eighty dollars That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun to get $80 in free groceries, my gracious. That's thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun. And now to finish up our conversation with Scott Sauls. When I was reading Beautiful People Don't Just Happen, I just kept thinking, man, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you that we're running out of time is I wanted to ask you, who'd you write it for? Because as I was reading, I was yeah. thinking, you hand this to pastors and you hand yeah. this to moms yeah. and you hand this to 20-year-olds so that they mm-hmm. become who they want to become yeah. starting early. That's the hope to yeah. all to all humans, right? So the dedication, I don't know if you've got yes, the advanced copy. I, I don't do. know if the dedication's in there or not. It is. But- it has a, it tells me separator line, separator oh, line. Separator <laughs> line. Yeah. So essentially, I, you know, I said it, it's for anyone who experiences or anticipates experiencing any level of of weariness from regret yeah. hurt or fear which is which is all of us but but it's also for those and this is the acknowledgments or the dedication is heavy on this it's it's for people who are in helping positions helping jobs, you mentioned yes. the informal ones like friends who show up for yeah. for struggling friends or parents who show up for yeah. kids or spouses for spouses or friends for friends but but also for counselors and social workers and pastors and doctors, ministry nurses, workers, doctors, yeah. nurses. Yeah, it it's really designed, hopefully, to you know be a you know maybe some some pastoral words and insights for yeah. those contexts. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so many of those contexts in yes. all of our lives. Well, so, I can't wait for yeah. people to get. Beautiful people don't just happen. This is one of those that you, I have a couple of books that I have a tiny handful of. My mom taught me this. She had a gift closet when we were growing up. Mm. And if you, you know, if I forgot I had something, need to take something to my teacher, we could go to the mm-hmm. gift closet. And I just have a couple of books that I keep five of mm-hmm. and just go in case somebody needs it. This feels mm-hmm. like one of those that we can go, man, when, when somebody needs this, 
So mm-hmm. I hope people go ahead and grab five today. We'll put it right next to your your book about fun, uh, <laughs> yeah, like because right. they're like the opposite. There's the there's the tree and there's a tree, and the, there's a tree yeah. and the the human, right? That's right. So, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Scott, is there anything we didn't say that you want to make sure we cover? I just thank you, Annie. Oh, We're gosh. just so oh. so thankful for you and the bright light that you bring into the world and into kind. our world. Uh, we. You know, you're you're an intergenerational voice in our in our family. Yeah, uh, I love that. So yeah, we we just we just love Thanks. what you bring and Thanks. and you know the hope that you put out there. Yeah. So please, I think keep, please the, keep doing it. I will. Thank you. I think <laughs> one of the gifts of you is you're very tall, and so when you walk into a room, everybody knows, mm. and it brings such peace. Mm. And well. so I'm thankful God made you tall because it is a little bit of a tree for us. Well, and so I'm very thankful. Um, the thanks, last yeah. question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Mm-hmm. Tell me what sounds fun to you, Scott. <sighs> so what sounds really fun is the Need to Breathe concert that's happening later yes. this summer. Yes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to that. So, uh, don't yeah. you love them? Yes. They're just amazing. Yes. Have you been a longtime fan of Need to Breathe? So here's, here's the fun thing. So... I knew nothing about their music. And then Patty and I, because we just kept hearing people say, oh, you got to hear this yeah. band. We saw them in Ascend Amphitheater. Yeah. And I looked at her, I'm like, these guys, I think this might be the best live show I've ever seen. And what they do comes from a place, yes, right? Like, yes. And then, so during the pandemic, right, when we've all got masks, yeah. this is a funny, funny story. So so Bear and, and Mary Reams are part of our community yeah. at, at, at Christ Prez. And... But when they first showed up, they showed up with a mutual friend and, you know, we're having the conversation and yeah. we've all got our masks on, right? Yeah. And, and they're just very understated about, like, what he does. Like, yep. And I'm like, so what, what do you do with your days, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and he's just so humble and shy. And so she's like, well, yeah, he, you know, we came here as a, he's in a band, does yeah. music. And I'm like, so is it a band that I've ever, I've ever heard <laughs> of? And he's like, he's like, he's like. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, what band is it? It's just this band called Need to Breathe. And I'm like, <sighs> it's just like I, I just met Bono or something right, and right, didn't right. recognize him. Right. Um, but like for me, because their their music has become so meaningful yes. to us yes. um, on a lot of levels and mm-hmm. to our daughters, which mm-hmm. makes it even more meaningful for us. And so, yeah, so yeah we're fired up about getting to, you yes. know, go go hear him do their thing. He's so. been on the show a couple of times and he dared oh. me to, um, get, he said he would pay for me to get a tattoo of bear paws on my neck. And I was like, bear, I can't, I just can't, but I've really thought about it. I've thought about it a lot. A um, yeah. Okay. He's like, that's, I would, I would pay for that. He's like, I know I can get this guy to help pay. I'd like all these other friends we have. I'm like, bear, I can't do it. But I think about it a lot. Bear paws. Yeah. Cause of his name. Well, yeah, to yeah. acknowledge his yes, existence yes, just on like, your neck. Yes, yes, just like okay. why we were talking about all these <laughs> tattoos we could get. Okay. It's just always in my heart. I love Need to Breathe as well. I'm I'm excited for their shows. When, mm. when they're out touring, I'm always like, everyone go. Everyone go. Yeah. When when there's something behind why they make what they make, mm-hmm. you can tell. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. Know. All right, well, I'll see you at that show for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Scott, thanks for doing this. Thanks for writing another book. Um, I'm thrilled for people to get it tomorrow. Thanks, Anne. Oh, you guys, don't you love him? Oh, gosh, he's just like, 
He brings such peace, doesn't he? I'm so thankful. Be sure you grab your copy of Beautiful People Don't Just Happen. Follow Scott on social media. Tell him thank you so much for being on the show. And if anybody has come to mind while you're listening to this episode and you thought they'd love it, I'd love for you to share it with them. Thank you guys for how you share the show, how you rate and review the show. It just is, matters so much. Thank you. Thank you. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie Updowns on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me? Well, today I get to eat dinner with some friends and we're sitting outside. We are right on the cusp in Nashville of it being too hot to be outside so for a whole meal. So I'm glad tonight is not that. So we will be sitting outside to eat. Y'all have a great week. And I will see you back here on Thursday where we are talking barbecue with Pat Martin from Martin's Barbecue. Y'all are going to love this conversation. Let's talk barbecue. We'll see you guys back here on Thursday. Yeah.